Hey guys, welcome back to the Trust M Podcast. I've missed you so very much. It's been a couple of weeks since I've had a guest and I just was feeling compelled to invite this incredible human on to chat with us. I mean, I'm going to let her just jump into literally all the things that she does because they are vast and all equally awesome. But just to give you a little taste... I mean, I, I don't even know where to start, guys. She's a mentor. She's a spe- motivational speaker. She's an author. She's a CEO of an incredible company that I am just obsessed with. And what I think is really, really awesome is she's an advocate for Holocaust survivors. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, choking here. Jewish family, friends, strangers, and just really helping get out the word about what actually happened during the Holocaust and really making sure that the Holocaust distortions that are just coming up, I feel like more and more recently, and we'll talk about that, how detrimental that is to the survivors, but the families and just Jewish people across the world. Guys, she just literally does all the things and I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Rena. Hey. Hey. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction and it is an honor to make time for you and for your listeners. Thanks for having me on the Trust M podcast. You are so welcome. I mean, literally you do it all. Like I could keep listing things that you do. I mean, literally just from your social, I'm like, is there anything she doesn't do? I mean, just down to your fashion choices, you're killing the game right there. Like, hello. Yes, yes. I was telling a friend the other day, my life truly is a fashion show. (laughs) Oh, that's, I really, I need to coin that phrase because isn't it the truth? I mean, I love it. So I feel like we have tons. Where do you want to start? Do we want to, I I almost want to jump right into your motivational speaking because that's the part that really just like tugged at my heartstrings from the beginning. I mean, guys, if you'll, you're going to find out, but I, Rain and I met on a mastermind, a Zoom mastermind, but I was actually explaining to our mutual friend Kimmy the other day, like, Raina is the person that I needed when I was a teenager. Like, 100%, you were that person. Like, I needed somebody to show up and be like, yo, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to show up and be different and fun and care about what you care about. And guess what? Saying hello to people matters make people feel valued and I feel like you just exude that it's amazing thank you thank you so much um I have to say like the motivational journey speaking journey for me has been wild um as the youngest I had three older brothers I you know if I wanted to be heard at the dinner table I really like had to be concise with my thoughts and speak loud but You know, truthfully, I've never said this on a podcast, but where I think I really got my first uh, public speaking experience growing up, I was not the most well-behaved child. I Uh, love it. (laughs) Detention. um, All my teachers had my parents, you know, phone numbers on speed dial because I wouldn't stop talking in class, which go figure. But where I actually got my first stage as... Um, growing up in a Jewish home, every Friday night, my mom would make the biggest Shabbat dinner, which is, um, you know, Friday night to Saturday night, Jewish people observe this special day called Shabbat. And typically Friday night, we have a big dinner. And so we would always, you know, invite all my cousins. Um, we'd also invite, you know, other people from the community who might not be Jewish, but needed a place to eat or were visiting in town and wanted to be a part of the experience. And we had this thing in my family where if you did something bad that week, 
you had to then go to the front of the table. And in my dining room, these were three tables put together. I'm talking like 30 or more people. Oh my gosh. Audience member that week. You had to go in front of everyone and not only tell everyone about what you did, but then you had to answer the questions. Stop. Oh my God. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But I, I feel like that didn't stop you from making the choices you made during the school day. <laughs> totally, totally not. Not then, not now. And, I mean. And not ever. We should, we should never change ourselves for somebody else because I've seen it happen so many times in my life where, first of all, we need to live our life for ourselves. We don't need to live our life for other people. Um, Absolutely. I've been saying this a lot with like friends and relationships. You have to be happy. The, re- the relationship, you know, is not going to be the the thing that makes you um, happy. No. Nope. Oh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Um, no, but I, yeah, but it's I, important. It'll you'll come, come back. back. But you know what? That, but right there, I feel like the value in that statement, like we, oh, yeah, tell me, tell me. That. If it really is what's best for you and those people really do love you, eventually they do come around. Yeah. You know, like when I was in college and I was facing a lot of anti-Semitism, like my mom is really proud of me. My mom supported me to go to all these different conferences, you know, paying for flights and things when the, the organization did it. But yeah. I remember once in college, she was like, you know, what's your what's your goal? I was like, my goal is to educate people. I and love I was like, it. Rose, that's, that's not a goal. What's your goal? I'm like, no, like my goal is to educate people. And like, you know, I'm obsessed years. Like my mom, not only like totally, you know, gets it, but like, she also saw the progression from, you know, here's the troublemaker from Tennessee to look at this, this movement that she's starting in South Florida and is touching people in a way that, you know, people are calling her and texting her like, my mom doesn't have a Facebook, so it's always like, hey, did you see what your daughter put today on Facebook? Oh, and I have literal chills. a scary thing, like, what kid ready to put on Facebook? But now it's like, oh, wow, what did she put on Facebook? Oh, I love it. And I love it for her. I mean, I always say I've never been a parent, so I'll never really understand what that looks like and feels like. But to be able to watch your kids take a journey like that and become this person who's not only doing well for themselves and the people around them, but expanding out through communities, like what a feeling that must be for her. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, I um, yesterday, Yom Kippur, um, the, the Jewish holiday that's like all about, um, you know, forgiveness, telling people whether I, I've knowingly or unknowingly hurt your feelings. Like, I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah. And per what you said, one of the things that the rabbi mentioned that like really made me emotional was because he said a man could have 13 kids and at the end of their life, no one's taking care of the man or maybe one of the 13 kids is taking, you know, taking care of the man and just like this responsibility, you know, to, to take care of your parents. And, you know, for me living in Palm beach County, my grandparents died when I was much younger. Um, and we'll get into me, you know, losing my dad a couple years ago, but you know, even my Uber drivers, you know, some of them are very old. Um, and they're only driving an Uber because like they see their grandkids maybe once a year if that, and they, they just want to be around people. And so, 
you know, certainly in my entrepreneurship journey, I've had some really high moments and I've had some very low moments, but, um, you know, even on like the tough phone calls with my mom, I, you know, I always end it by just like, thank you for believing in me. And like, you know, really like, thank you for going the, the distance with me because, um, you know, behind every powerful woman is another network of powerful women, which yeah. I'm really proud to have you in my network. M. shout out to the thrive and shine community on, uh, on Facebook. Heck but, yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing too, I'll add to that is I remember before my dad died, I was on a hike in Israel and I was talking with this woman on the trip and I said to her, I said, you know, my parents are older. I said, one of my biggest fears is my parents never seeing me at my peak, at my pinnacle, like at the yeah. top of my success. And I was very emotional about it. And she just kind of looked at me and she was like, your parents know your potential. Like your parents have always known your potential. Like your grandparents have always known your potential. They've always seen your gifts. Maybe they're not seeing them at a certain level, but like through the love and and through the support, that's, that's bigger than them being like, Oh wow. Like look where you're speaking or, Oh wow. Like look what you're driving now. Like, Oh, you have no idea how much I just needed that. Like, I just needed you to know that because I have very much had that conversation with people. Like, what if I haven't done what I've said I'm going to do and they're not here anymore? But you're right. They do know. The people who love you and are there for you and see you know your potential and they know your worth and they see your heart, most importantly. Yeah, and the other thing too is, you know, when I first started the journey, like I'm financially independent now, but when I first started the journey, there was so much shame in taking money from my mom to pay my rent and to pay for food, right? There was, yeah. there was so much shame in that because it was like, I'd gone from being, you know, this woman on a plane three times a week, making a very generous salary and, you know, having a life of, of, of choices to, you know, having to take money from my mom and some of those calls being like, you know, what is happening? Well, uh, I learned how to make a video. Like, I don't, you know, but I had a business coach who kind of like made me change my perspective. Right. We talked about like rose colored glasses, which she was like, this is a gift. Your mom believes in in you so much that she's willing to work twice as hard to help support you because she believes in you. And when she said that, I just automatically became so much more productive and I wanted to be in the office and I wanted to call my mom, right? Yeah. Because even 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 on the days where the things weren't happening, when I approached the phone call and I approached her as like, I'm so lucky. And don't get me wrong. It's not like every time I tell her thank you and I'm lucky that she's like, oh, rain of rain. Like, no, yeah. it's, it's tough, right? Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But, you know, I've also learned, like, if there's if there's certain things that I need in the moment, like if I need somebody to, to, to cry and be like, Raina, I'm so proud of you, then, like, I'm calling my friend Michelle. I'm calling my friend Denise. I know they're going to give me that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm not going to, you know text a text a boyfriend and 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 want that kind of attention knowing that like that's not in his vocabulary that's not in his dna yeah, right absolutely and so 
you know, I think sometimes where we where we have breakdowns is we expect things from people that like maybe in their identity they're not able to deliver. You know, like I write yeah. all these posts about talking to strangers. I am fully aware that for some people you might have social anxiety and talking to a human being is literally the worst thing that you can do. So Absolutely. I'm not, so I'm, I'm not saying do, do what I do. Right. Yeah. But at the same token, like we can't, we can't expect somebody to give us something if it's literally not in their emotional DNA. Absolutely. Like, and I not. think, I think for people, sometimes we've, we've, we've made all our interactions transactional, right? So you do something and are expecting a certain response or a certain action in, in return. That's not why you should do it. So when you show up and give or care, you need to do it for that reasoning and then to allow them to respond how it makes sense for them. If at some point you need to reevaluate the relationship and say, you know what, this isn't what I need, then you can do that. But I think because we've made things so, we expect people to respond a certain way. And to give you guys some context, and I'll let um, Raina jump into it even more, um, she has this incredible, incredible... I don't even know what to call it. Now I want to call it like a movement where like you'll see it on social where she just is random places and she just starts talking and meeting strangers. And so many of them have turned into incredible conversations, relationships, but I can guarantee there are some that haven't. And I can also guarantee even without asking her yet that if someone's like, doesn't really seem to be vibing with the conversation, you don't get offended and cuss them out. She's just like, all right, have a good day because you do it for the other piece. Bingo. And there's other people who are always watching and listening. Like back, back to my days on college campus, like when people would be saying like really terrible things about Jewish people and like really terrible things about Israel. Like one time this guy said in my face that Israeli soldiers drink blood. I won't, I won't lie at the beginning when I would have some of these difficult conversations I would turn into the pink Power Ranger and I would freak out and I would scream and like yeah. I would cry and I wouldn't understand like why my point wasn't getting across. Yeah. And then I realized if I'm having a conversation with this guy and we're probably never going to agree, but that's okay. To understand each other doesn't mean that we have to, to agree. agree. Yeah. That we genuinely listen to ask questions. Um, the other 10 people who are watching and listening to that conversation are they going to identify with the crazy girl and the really cool sneakers freaking out? Or are they going to identify with the other guy who you can be critical of Israel, but there's a difference between being like critical and like, and being hate. like hateful. I was so, going to say, and completely hateful so and terrible. In my book, I'll say, you know, or do you want to offend with the racist guy who appears calm, cool and yeah. collected? Yeah. Because I think especially with situations like that, subconsciously because i don't even think people i don't even think most of the people that act that way are doing it from a really like twisted educated like oh i'm gonna i I don't even think they have that capability i think it comes from their core with because it's been learned and i think that it's subconsciously they're using specific language that they know is going to trigger you so you being able to stay calm and have a conversation where you own yourself and your body and your reaction 
it's so much more powerful than no matter yeah. how loud you can get. I'll give you, I'll give you like two examples that come up to mind. One is, um, you know, my friend, uh, Dee Dee, she's a high powered attorney. And I um, love her name. Miami. They're actually looking to hire a real estate or litigation attorney in West Palm Beach in Tampa. So if anyone is listening and you want to work for one of the oldest, most reputable law firms in Florida, um, connect with us. When one grows, we all grow. Yes. Um, but something that Dee Dee had said to my kids, you know, something that I preach a lot is there's a difference between a response and reaction. And Dee oh, Dee is that. a woman who is a successful lawyer in a male-dominated field. And in Miami, there are many times she walks into the courtroom and people just automatically assume, like, oh, you're the court reporter. Like, welcome, da-da-da-da-da. And so her response is she just kind of smiles and keeps walking or she's like, yeah, I'm here. Like, nice to see you. But then she says when the trial starts and they see she's behind the bench (laughs) and she's the one talking to the judge, they very quickly figure out, oh, She's the lawyer. And the reason I bring up that story is because some people, you know, would be like, excuse me, I paid my way through law school. Like, you know, or if you're Didi, excuse me, while I was in law school, I like earned $20,000 in writing contests and was able to fly in all my family members from Israel to my wedding. Stop. I want to meet this human. Like, I'm the court reporter, so, you know, with the response and she the doesn't... reaction, my best advice is when you find yourself in the situation and you, you're you having the Jekyll and Hyde moment, you're getting yeah. the angry feeling, you're, like, in Judaism, they say in the Torah, like, anger is like fire. It can only create more fire. In that moment, you kind of have to, like, Mel Robbins, count to three, and be like, okay, I don't want to be angry, mm-hmm. like, what can I do? Right. So two situations where this played out to me with me was once at the beginning of COVID, my, uh, my girlfriend, Chelsea, her mom, Diane, my mom, number two sent me this like $300, like Starbucks gift card in the mail. So I'm going every day, you know, you're addicted when you're waiting in line for over 25 minutes to get this drink. Right. <laughs> I've been waiting for such a long time. And these two women cut me off in the drive through And I'm telling you, Em, I know I sound ridiculous saying this out loud, but I've been waiting for such a long time. I got so angry, like so angry. And I I, honestly, I wanted to like get out of my car and like knock on the window. But literally in that moment, I was like, I don't want to feel this. Like, I don't want to feel this emotion. I don't feel this energy because when you take on a level of, of anger, like you're, you're dealing with the residual the whole rest of the day. Yep. So in that moment, I was like, I don't want to be angry. What can I do? I said, I'm going to buy them. I'm going to buy their coffee. And cause they were in front of me. Yeah. So when I got to the window, I'm maxed out my gift card. And then the money that was like left over that I owed the people at Starbucks were like, Cause you have to tell people right, yeah. what's going on. I'm like, it's not like they're watching cameras or listening. On the yeah. Show, but like I literally told them, sir, I was like, you know, this is what happened. And I was about to go crazy. And um, yeah, so I'm going to buy their, like, I'm like, I'm going to buy their coffee. Right. And so because I told them they too were like, okay, we'll cover it. So they were then able to contribute the thing. And I think the ladies, like, from the back, it looked like they kind of, like, laughed. Like, they were confused. Yeah. But it goes back to, like, what I was saying earlier about if I'm arguing with the crazy guy and the other people are watching, like, 
it just, first of all, taught me a big lesson. It also like made me feel calm the rest of the day, but also for the people at Starbucks, it was like another rose colored glasses situation. It was like, wow, like this is something that we see all the time. Yeah. And, and, and do you know how many people probably go to the window and scream at the, at, at the, the star, yeah, high at the barista sophomore who's just trying to make enough money to pay his car insurance, you know? literally this, like, as if he's the one who was like, hello, please get the lights, get the Prius. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's one of my biggest pet peeves when people are mean to people in the service injury. So I totally, totally relate it. And also what you're saying reminds me of something that I say, because I'm very much into this reality of verbalizing the reality that I want. Yeah. So like right now we're doing grad school, we're doing business, we're doing internship. My phrase is I don't do overwhelm. I don't do overwhelm. But at the same point, and something I've been using for a really long time is I don't carry other people's choices. So when someone does something terrible to me, I have two options. I can get angry and upset. And like you said, let that ruin my entire day. Or I can choose to not carry their choices. And I free myself from that responsibility. Yeah. And I think what's really powerful about what you said, it's also choosing do I want to be a victim to this person or do I want to be accountable for my own actions? Right. Absolutely. Cause sometimes we sit in the victimhood part so much that we miss out on being a better version of ourselves because part of being, you know, accountable is, you know, cutting things out, making changes. And like that can, that can refer to people as well. It absolutely can. And I just feel like it's one of those things where, you know, I, I've, I've been one of those people that for years sat in victimhood and I missed out on so many different opportunities Yeah, because I just wanted to be angry and I wanted someone to see that I didn't make the, and it was all about other people, other people, but I was the only one that was suffering. Right. And once I was able to step out of that reality, everything changed, including my perspective on life. Wow. That's so incredible. And also too, you realize, and, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but I feel like sometimes when we get in those situations, we're so focused on the people who don't love us. We're so focused on the people who've wronged us that we forget that, you know, for some people, their support system is like bigger or smaller than others. But Once we step out of that victimhood and like really lean into love and accountability, which people who love us don't want to hear us whine about being a victim. They want to, you know, they want us to be accountable for our actions, like good, bad, or indifferent. Um, Those people have been there for you, you know, the whole time. But sometimes it's like, we're scared to make the phone call or, you know, we don't want to make any phone call at all. Like I remember once, like I was like venting about a guy a couple years ago and I was like, yeah, and it was like the anniversary of blah, 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 blah. And I was so upset and da, 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 da. And he wouldn't like see me or answer my call, whatever it was. And my friend literally looked at me and was like, it really hurts my feelings that you were hurt and you didn't call me. Like, I love you. And when you're upset, like, 
you should call me. She's like, you know, like it hurts my feelings that like you reached out to a jerk when like, I'm, I'm here for you, which goes back to what I was saying before. Like we have breakdowns when we try to pull things from people who like can't provide it. And I think sometimes we turn that into a challenge. Like I see it sometimes in business when some people are like, no, I'm like, Let's hold on to this one. Let me yeah. Why are, yeah. Why are we so focused on not changing? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, sometimes some people won't be your people. Some things won't be your thing. Some things that like used to work for you may not work for you now in your business or in your personal yep. life. And being accountable to that is so much healthier for you and everyone around you than like sitting in this place of like everything sucks and that's it. Yeah. Because regardless, at the end of the day, when you have to put your head on that pillow, who do you want to be? And what kind of person are you going to show up in your reality to? Because I know for me, when I see bad things happening, I choose to show up harder in the way that I want the world to be. Because if I'm not willing to show up that way, how can I expect anybody else to? Yeah. Yeah. And you just, know what I mean? Just, like, it's just one of those things for me. Like, I know we, I've talked about it previously on the on podcast, guys, so I apologize if you've heard this forever, but... That just I, means it's true. It's, you know, and it's one of those things, right? I mean, I own a women's clothing boutique. Most women who own clothing boutiques do not look like me. They are not plus-size girls. So when I show up in that space, the amount of hate that I get telling me that my body is wrong to be showing up in this industry, I have two options. I can be hurt and sad and lash out and give up, or I can say, means I just got to keep showing up as me. Because the more I show up as me, the more change is going to come. Yeah. And that's... And that's also your your strength is is who you are. I remember once couple years ago I was like gonna go on this group to like take children out of the country and part of the agreement was you know you had to like have like these classes before the kids left I landed from Israel showered at a friend's house rented a car drove to Miami showed up to this like all-day class kids loved me it was great went home long story short the the group like sent me an email and they wanted me to come in and they sat me down And they literally were like, yeah, the other uh, instructors, they don't like how you command respect from the kids. You have too much energy. You need to tone it down. You're kind of (laughs) loud. Your ideas are fantastic, but do not share them with anybody else but us. You are not allowed to like da 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 And at one point I looked at them and I was like, do you really think I'm a good fit for your trip? Yeah. And this woman looked at me and she goes, well, I'm a coach. We can work on it. And I no. I think I was like two years into my professional career, but like I've been working with kids since I'm in high school. And like when she said that, I wanted to freak out, but I was just like, no, you know, like I, we have enough time for me to get on another trip. Like, and she's like, oh, I can connect you. I'm like, no, you know, like, I really appreciate it. But I think the way I, I ended it was something along the lines of, you know, 
it's a shame that I'm not going to get to have the opportunity to, you know, meet your kids and, and have that relationship. And I said, and your kids are really going to miss out by not yeah. having me as a leader on your trip. Heck yeah. And then I walked out and I sat in the car and I started bawling my eyes out and I started crying and I was like, what do you mean? Like exactly what you said. Like, what do you mean? I don't belong here. Like, what do you mean? I'm too loud. What do you mean? I have too much energy. I'm like, excuse me that this trip, we're going to go to Poland and the kids aren't sleeping for a week and they're eating tuna fish and it's cold. You think I have too much energy now? Like you, you don't think like you need a personality yeah. like me on the trip. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. And so, exactly. Some people are not your people. And the thing is, is what some people that's, that was the biggest thing in that moment. I realized, you know, 99.99999% of the people who know Raina Rose Exelbeard, everything that they shat on me for is all the reasons that other people love me. So Heck yeah, they don't are. ever let somebody dimmer your shimmer because they're not your group or they're not your person or it wasn't the right deal because there are fucking 7 billion people on this planet and most people are coming from a place a love Preach. and most people want to connect but a lot of times it's up to you to put the kind back in humankind in order to like make that connection between people wherever you are that's that's kind of like how i i'm completely I, obsessed with you if you didn't know i'm just completely obsessed with you it's fine it's fine i just i can't with you i think you're absolutely incredible and i I feel like you and I could talk for literal days. So I'm just thinking, guys, we're going to give you a two-parter of Raina. We're just going to make this an incredible two-parter. I will post the video of us having a mini dance party right now because it's a reality in our life. Thank you so much. You are the best, guys. Remember, I'll have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Monday. Your life is whatever you're going to make it. I appreciate you in your gorgeous face, and I'll see you next week.